Hello, welcome to Vet Club. It's been a minute, but we are back with an episode of The Weeks. The Week. It's going to be The Weeks because it's been a while. A month and a half. Has it been that long? Uh, it's probably been like a month. Yeah. So it's The Weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll probably focus on recent weeks, but... Uh, so what's been going on, Tov? I don't know. You got a new job. Yeah, I got a new job. Been yeah. busy. Yeah, so you're working in the, the vet office. Yeah, and I'm now an office assistant. My first white collar job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where you're not doing manual labor. Yeah. It's so much easier. We had to go shopping for you. Yeah. Yeah, we had to get you white collar clothes. Yeah, it was a little disappointing going shopping though. There's not many fun like men's pants in stores. <laughs> no, we had to order some for you on Amazon. Yeah, they have them on the internet. There's a lot of fun ones, but when you go in the store, it's like, oh, what's fun? Well, we have these in blue. It's like, like sir, a, sir, a dark we thought, blue. We thought you said black, you had a white collar job. Brown. You clearly have never had a white collar job and seen how these people dress. Yeah. Yeah. You want to dress for a, a non white collar job, but, or like what you imagine they should know. be doing. Yeah. Yeah. I want to yeah. dress like John Daly. Who's John Daly? He's a golfer. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah, the, you do want to you want to dress like a goofy golfer. Yeah, he's like the the heavy guy who drinks a lot, and he always has like really fun pants on. Yeah, I don't really. You know who John enough. Daly is? I've heard the name, but yeah, yeah, he sounds like a goof. Yeah, he is. <laughs> That's who you look up to. You're like, I want to dress like that guy. Yeah, he's probably the least athletic, uh, professional athlete. Professional athlete. <laughs> probably not the least, but yeah, maybe in the, I would the bottom say ten. Probably, yeah. Yeah? Probably the least. Is he successful? Yeah, or he's successful. Not anymore because he's old, but he, I think he, he won was. some golf tournaments. <laughs> that doesn't... I mean, yes, in the grand scheme of things, he's one of the best golfers in the history of the world, but yeah. Okay. So how's your new job going? <laughs> Not <laughs> that we get derailed in your, your attire. It's good. I just do stuff. Yeah. I do what just they tell what me to told. do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you work in the academic affairs. So like most vet schools have... Uh, like an office for uh, like the students, basically student support and that kind of thing, keeping things organized. So curriculum stuff, but like students like, Hey, I need help figuring this out. Um, And that's the office you work in. Yeah. Mostly I, uh, academic affairs, I figure out what acronyms are. Yeah. Uh, Cause everybody's got acronyms for everything and nobody knows. I think between each person, all the acronyms are different. Probably. Yeah. Like I had one the yeah, other day. It was, um, it was it's was mailed to CFP oh, yeah. veterinarians at um, and it had the address for the school yeah. and so um, my department has all the mail for like the student club so someone put it in one of the student club things and the student opened it and she's like this looks like tax stuff and it's not <laughs> for us yeah. so it's like oh, okay well I'll take care of it and she's like oh thank you. And then I Googled, like, what, what does CFP mean in the veterinarian world? And it's cat-friendly practice. Yeah. And there is no cat-friendly practice club. No. And there's no, like, cat-friendly practice department. Nope. So then I had to figure out, like, who it goes to, kind yeah, of. So you had some problem solving. Yeah. And yeah. I lucked out and guessed right. Well, maybe it wasn't completely lucky. Yeah, it might not have been, oh, I might not have been right, too. I mean, maybe it just been the person they took it to. And that's right in a way, right? It's problem solving. It's making educated guesses. Yeah. That's what we do in medicine too. There's so many acronyms. Blah, 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 blah. And I just, I was like, okay, I guess what letters that person just said. And then I Google it later. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's fun. So you're enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You keep, they're keeping you busy enough. 
Yeah. Everyone keeps raving about how awesome Topher is. Yeah. So we actually had to get him new headphones for the podcast because his other ones were uh, too small for his growing head. That's not true. I have the same <laughs> headphones. Yeah. No, that's because the, the head growing thing is, it's not a real thing. It's, it's a joke. Yeah. Well, it's not <laughs> like the, your office at, or your awesome at Googling thing isn't quite as like head growing as you're awesome at lifting that 300 pound refrigerator. Oh, so you got more, you, you were more excited in your old job when people were like, oh my God, you lifted that thing by yourself. You got yeah. more gratification out of that. Yeah. It's like, you got that freezer on the truck by yourself. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Duh. Oh, so you may not have as much satisfaction. In no, this job. there's not as much satisfaction. That's why I did labor jobs because they're oh, more satisfying. Interesting. But yeah, then, that uh, sounds ho- wholly unsatisfying. Like, yeah. I spent all day and I lifted a bunch of heavy things and nobody really cares. I remember I was working at Lowe's. There's one of the guys uh, when I started. He was like, he was like, yeah, uh, I feel what Tover wants to do is like, you just pick out all the horrible things that nobody wants to do. <laughs> and those are the things to be like, yeah, I'll do that. That actually sounds about right. Yeah, that's that guy nailed, nailed it. Yep. That's yeah. exactly. It's so funny, though, because, yeah, like I think about that job and you're just like, yeah, people don't appreciate what we do. But like when they see me do this one thing and they're like, whoa, you're like, yeah, that's all the job satisfaction I need. Yeah, it was like for one of the one of the faculty members, I had to pick up a uh, desk riser. Oh, yeah. And she was going to help me move it. And I was like. It's like, no. no, no, no. No, thank you. This is going to be easy for you to pick up by yourself. Oh, but it's heavy. Yes, I know how heavy they are. I've picked up like 20 at a time. <laughs> Not 20 at a time. Not at once, but 20 at a time. Okay. In, like, one, in one sitting or one yeah, trip? Yeah, one trip. I've okay. had to get like 20 like, of no, them. No, you haven't picked up 20 at a time. Yeah. I picked up two at a time. Yeah. I could see that if they're in boxes. Oh, no, not in boxes. Are you just like one in one hand and one in the other? People don't just even know stack what we're on talking top. about right now. So you're no longer routinely picking up heavy things you're still picking up heavy things and you're part of like a little office community yeah where like everybody's talking all the time and like every every week you have like a party for something yeah they have so many parties yeah okay but like, I don't have like in my other jobs we didn't have parties for the holidays <laughs> yeah now you guys it's tuesday yeah. Woohoo! it's been a week since we had a party so we just decided to throw one yeah they're so nice too and i'm getting invited to them now too which is fun yeah I do have a partial appointment in that. In that, in yeah, that you got added to the birthday list. Yeah, I got added to the birthday list. There was an email sent out about it. About my birthday? No, about everybody's birthday. Oh, I was like, and that's weird. That. <laughs> that's, there we have will a new be person. An email about well, your birthday, yeah. So. Yeah, that's really interesting. So, so yeah, so that's been fun mm-hmm. having, you, um, having you around. And we, you know, our schedules are almost linked up. So that's been, that's yeah, been good an hour stuff. off. Yeah. So you have to come an hour early and I have to stay an hour late. So yeah. really it's two hours off in the grand. So really it's like a squeeze to get more work out of us. Yeah. It was genius on their part, to mm-hmm. be honest. We'll see. We'll see if we can't finagle that back around. <laughs> um, so yeah. So that was pretty exciting news for you for the past couple of weeks. And then what exciting stuff have I had? You've done some surgeries. I don't know how many. I haven't I don't know if they've done that many. I did have, a, yeah, a, a, a tougher surgery last week or earlier this week, this in the past week. Uh, I think that was Monday. Then, um, then I've had so had an what turned out to just need to be an enterotomy, um, but a like a dachshund, the year old thing that had eaten something it shouldn't have, and was sick for like five days um, by the time we saw it, and then we diagnosed it with foreign body, and so took it to surgery. But that thing had been in the intestines and it looked like it for quite some time. So yeah, we, as soon as we got to the intestines, like it was really big too. Um, it was like, it looked like the armor, like some sort of limb from a stuffed chew toy type thing, um. like a felt. So it was soft, but like not 
super squishy. And so it was probably about, I don't know, eight inches long and maybe like an inch and a half roughly in diameter. And it was just lodged in this portion of the intestines and everything in front of that, like, you know, oral to that. So, you know, from where it was, like where it had to pass, there was a section of the intestine looked very angry. It was like irritated. And then the area where it's like big and swollen and like pushing out because this thing does not fit there was very angry. And when I first looked at it, the student and I, because we talked about like, what kind of surgery we're going to have to do. And it's like, well, an anatomy is like, well, do we know that? Because there's always a possibility you have to do an RNA yeah, or a resection. So in contrary an contrary with the students. It's true. I am. I totally I don't am. know how they put up with you. Uh, some of them actually like it. Yeah. If I were your student, I'd be like, okay, you're the teacher. <laughs> do your job. I am by asking you questions. Yeah. So I was like, what do you want to do? I was like, are you sure? I always do that. That's just one of my favorite things. Are you sure? Because even if they're right, I ask them that. Because if you're right, but you second guess yourself, then it's just as bad as being wrong. Oh, I don't think you've told the story about uh, the lecture where you told people like there was no wrong answer. And then someone said something. And, <laughs> and I'm then you jerk. told them it was the I'm wrong answer. I'm such a jerk. So... <laughs> Okay. Well, side story. We'll tell this one real quick. So yeah, I had, um, it wasn't like a regular lecture. It wasn't like a topic. We were doing like a case-based scenario and I had, I, I, whatever it was, it was like, you know, give me some differentials, like just come up with differentials. And they're giving me a couple things and you can tell they're all sitting there like thinking of stuff, but like afraid to say something. And I was like, okay, question for you guys. Like, coming up with differentials is brainstorming, right? We're just trying to think of all the things it could possibly be. And can you be wrong when you're brainstorming? And they're like, yes. I'm like, no, you can't. It's brainstorming. You're not saying this is what it is. You're saying this is what it could be. And then after you've thrown that idea out, you can go, yeah, I don't think that's super likely. Or you can move it down in your list of priorities. But like, really, you can't be wrong. So like, stop worrying about, you know, being wrong because if you think of, if you never think of something, then you will never diagnose it, right? You have to think of it first. Um, so then the, ne the next student that says, like, it didn't matter who it was going to be, though. <laughs> as soon as they said, they were like, all right, what about this? And I was like, that's wrong. <laughs> Such a jerk. Uh, they laughed. The class laughed. The person. Luckily, it was somebody. It was a student I knew. And I was like, this person can take it. Like, th they will be okay with this. And they did. I mean, I think. <laughs> I hope so. I was like, no, that was, it was actually a, a really good differential that they suggested, which was perfect. Cause it wasn't even like one of these off the wall ones that like somebody was like, she meant that. I was like, she definitely didn't mean that. Like it was a good differential that they'd thrown out. But I was like, <laughs> as I'm like going off, I'm going on and on and on about like, you can't be wrong. Like stop being afraid to be wrong. And then as soon as somebody says I'm wrong, I was like, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> I mean, like, and they laughed. And again, it seems like everything's okay. But I was like, this, if somebody was observing me <laughs> teach in that moment, they'd have been like, yeah, you really should never do that. But oh, I'm yeah, like, these are adults. I wonder how that would work out when you're far pet scoring. Right? Uh, yeah. Humor is a tricky thing. And again, if these weren't like students I've never interacted with before, they're third years, I've worked with a lot of them on clinics. And then, you know, we've had this semester and they're starting to get, you know, used to my, my uh, teaching style, which is like, and I talk to them like they're, we were talking about this earlier. I talk to them like they're people, <laughs> like yeah. they're regular people. It's not like I am a, you know, professional and I am above you and all of these things. And, and there's like, I feel like sometimes intentionally or not, we, and I say we, I mean, like faculty members, but also students create this impression that there's a division um, between us that like, you know, faculty are up here and students are down there and, and, you know, it's just very weird. And it's like, yeah, you, you want to be professional in that regard, but um, professional doesn't mean we aren't all on the same team. We're not all working towards the same goals and like, they're all adults. Yeah. <laughs>
And yeah, it's he, always weird. Like I, you're supposed to have the given respect or something. It's like, no, all right. you don't earn it. You got to earn respect. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. But it's like the, yeah, I went to such and such school for so many years and now I need to be referred to as this by these people. Like yeah. the, the guy at Fridays can still call me like Jim, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody else needs to call me Dr. Jerry or Dr. Yeah. Whatever. I felt that when I first got my DVM, I was like, I wanted everyone I knew to call me doctor. Cause I was like, yeah, I worked really hard for this. Um, and over time you sort of get over it. And I, I actually learned over the years, the different places that I was training, like after I graduated and had my DVM, I was a doctor. Um, it was funny how the like local culture is different. And during my internship, um, everybody like the doctors all like for the most part referred to each other just by their last name. So I was just Connor. It wasn't Dr. Connor, wasn't it? It was just Connor. Yeah. Like there's probably some people who never knew my first name. That's how we talked to each other in high school too because yeah. so many people had the same name. You yeah. didn't know who was talking to. And so that to. was fine. Um, and so that that was just how that was there. And then during my residency, all the doctors, like everybody was on a first name basis. Like the technicians, the doc- and I loved it. That was like, I, I loved that. I love that the technician, it, it just was great. The students still did refer to the clinicians as doctor. That was pretty standard. Um, but at least the doctors were all just like, yeah, first name, first name. Like all of my mentors, I called by my, their first name. Um, and I, I really liked that. And then um, during like my first U.S. faculty position, it was like, nope. I like I tried to tell like technicians, like you guys can just call me Bobby. And they were like, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and then, but then it would be weird. You'd see people outside. Like when we had that, we were on that softball team. I was like, I'm not going to respond to Dr. Connor on the softball field. Like that's unacceptable. But it was, it, I think it was really weird for some people. I think they're probably just like, let me avoid using your name at all. Like, Hey <laughs> you third base. <laughs> um, but I don't remember exactly when I made the decision, but one thing I've, I struggled with for years as faculty, like when I send an email to a student, either to an entire class or just an individual student, it's like signing my name. And over the years, I knew a lot of faculty that would sign their emails with just their initials. Um, and I was like, that's just weird. I mean, I have my signature, right? Like mm-hmm. it's got my name and all my credentials and all that goes at the end of every email that everybody does now. Um, but like that, some, and some people just leave that. There's just like a couple dashes and then there's that, which is also weird. It's like, were you done when you sent that? You know? Um, and so I just started signing Bobby, <laughs> whether it was, you know, to still like to students or whomever. And, um, most of the time students still like, they'll address me, Dr. Connor, they'll yeah. s- that send an email. If, even if I signed a Bobby, they'll reply. Um, but like when I'm sending emails to other colleagues, like if I get an email from somebody randomly, they're like, Dr. Connor, blah, 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 blah. And then I reply and I sign it Bobby. Um, but I also look to see how did they sign? Did they sign it with their first name when they sent it to me? I'm going to respond to them by their first name. Because I feel like you've given me permission to do that. And we're colleagues and we're adults. And I'm just going to call you by your first name. And then I'm going to sign it as my first name. And I'm going to be totally fine with you calling me by my first name. There's interesting like psychology yeah, I about this. I feel like this, it's more respectful to use somebody's first name than it is to call them depends on the doctor so-and-so. Just because yeah. it's, like, it's like, I know you as a person. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just interesting. Like, um, Dr. Connor is my professor who does so-and-so and and teaches me things or treats my dog. Bobby is an actual person. He's a human being. Yeah, that's why I started doing that. I feel like it humanizes me a little bit. Um, But but also, it's just like, can we stop this, like, false idea that because I'm older than you, I somehow have earned more, like... 
congratulations. I have more experience because I was born earlier. That's, that's it. That's what I've accomplished. Yeah. And that's because everybody you're teaching is going to be a doctor in a few years. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, good job. You, you also did that, but like, not until you finish this, can you, then you can be part of the club. It's like, what weird things are we doing here? Um, it was funny so, the other day yeah. you were doing, um, uh, you were doing a zoom thing for your far pet oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think it threw the guy off. And then, uh, <laughs> The guy referred to you as like Dr. Carmen. He's like, oh, you can just call me Bobby. And then uh, he just introduced you as Bobby. And you thought it was going to be for just like one college, but it was like that college and the country of, or sorry, the, uh, the continent, continent yeah. of Africa. There were, there were a lot of visiting folks on the call. Yeah, they um, were like, but that was fine. Like, like five other countries. My name was on like some of the Zoom slides. And he I just shared. went Bobby. And I, you know what? Yeah, it was great. So, yeah. It was fun was too because awesome. he, like, you told him and he's just like, okay. Yeah, done. And I, like, I had zero problem with that. Now, there have been some interesting studies, like in the healthcare field, in, in the medical field specifically, where um, there are instances where like for example you'll have a panel uh, of doctors and apparently this is a thing where like the men would get introduced as doctor so-and-so and the women would get introduced by their first name i've never experienced that like i think you should be consistent across yeah. the board right like either refer to everybody in the same way um so there is some concern and so no judgment for people who are like no you're going to refer to me as this i get that um and i i have colleagues um mm -hmm. now that are like no i really feel like this is what i need to do to kind of assert like this is I have this um, level of authority and I have this. I personally have found in the last several years that I don't, I don't need that. That is fine. Not, and when I say I don't need that, I mean that in a couple of ways. Personally, I don't need that validation um, because I like, I know that I'm awesome and that I've done all these things and that's great. But I also don't feel like I, I feel like I can and most of the time do command respect in other ways besides my title yeah um well it's weird too it's like the only thing where you're supposed to say someone's title like yeah like i have letters after my name technically yeah but no one ever says them yeah. because it'd be oh <laughs> here's tover conlon bs <laughs> that actually is that sounds right we should probably start <laughs> doing that tover conlon bs yeah in fact yeah that, i'm just gonna start calling you bs tover bs tover <laughs> Um, no, and it's actually in other or like countries, when the plumber comes by, like, you don't go, you don't call him Plumber Greg. <laughs> yeah, well, in some countries, like doctors are still referred to as just Mister. Like in, the, I'm pretty sure in the UK, you're still just Mister. I could be wrong about this. UK yeah, cool, because there's PhD doctors and yeah, there's, like there's um, different. Yeah, so it's just like you know, doctor doctors. When I'm calling a client, if I'm talking to a client or I go into an exam room, I introduce myself as Doctor Connor because they need to know what my role is. Yeah. Um, and so for for those situations, that's fine. I've had some. It actually, you know, well, that's like customer service. That's they yeah. know that they've seen the doctor because yeah, exactly. if you were to, so you're the top person when that they're yes. going to see. So if they went to like Lowe's or something mm -hmm. and the assistant manager came in to talk You're to like, them about hey, something, I'm, Jim, I'm the, the assistant, assistant manager. manager. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's my way of, of being clear about what my role is. And usually like if I am introducing myself, not only do I say I'm Dr. Connor, I'm, you know, I'm the, the critical care specialist here or I'm the head of the ICU or whatever. Like I give them a little bit more information. So for that exact reason. So, you know, because we've I've had um, I fielded client complaints before where they're like, we never talked to a doctor. And it's like you did. They were just like young and they made Maybe weren't, you know, they probably introduced themselves as doctor, but it's a lot going on. It's a lot to process and that's fine. Um, so I do think sometimes for that, you know, customer service side of things, it's important to say, this is who I am. This is my role. Um, 
But if they later decide to just call me Bobby, I always think it's kind of weird because it's like, I didn't really give you that permission because we're strangers. Um, but like if a student, like if I saw my email Bobby and they replied, hey, Bobby, thanks, blah, blah, I would be fine with that. Very rarely, I think I've had one student do that and I think it's because they didn't actually know I was a doctor because um, I wasn't like from a class that I was mm -hmm. I was teaching. Um, and it was fine. And then later, I think they were like, mm, uh-oh. And I was like, no, it's, I don't care. Um, I don't, I know what my credentials are. And in the context where it's necessary, I will tell you what my credentials are. And the rest of the time, I'm just Bobby and that's cool. It's fine. Like, because I can call somebody doctor and not respect them. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like calling them doctor is in, in and of itself respecting them. No, that's not actually what respect means. Um, now, if I ask you to call me something and you disregard it, that's disrespectful. Like that's, I was like, yeah. hey, you know, like, hey, I actually would prefer if you refer to me as this. And you go, yeah, I'm not going to. Now you're being a disrespectful jerk. Yeah, that's like the whole pronoun thing now too. It's, mm -hmm. it's like, if you, you accidentally say, call somebody something that pronouns. they don't want to be yeah. called, um, it's a mistake and they can correct yeah. you and they go, Oh, actually, but I if you continue to, to do way. that, then you're a yes, jerk. Exactly. Exactly. Making mistakes is human. Like that's fine. We all do that. But if somebody says, actually, I prefer to be called that, like even just somebody's that you're like, you're, I, I go by Topher and if somebody just, call, you know, it's not a stranger, you're not upset if they yeah. call you Chris or Christopher, but you're like, actually, you know, if you say, actually, I go by Topher and they go, I'm going to stick with Chris. Like what? The a lot <laughs> no. of people do that too. It's so weird. It is odd. What? It's also odd when people call me Chris because that is weird. Like I think only one person in my life has ever called me Chris. Who was it? My grandfather. Oh, okay. He's about the you, only. Everybody else is either your called family me calls you Christopher, or in like in high school and school and stuff, they yeah, referred been, me by my last name, Conlon. Oh, interesting. Well, when we met, you were Topher. Yeah, and I know and then Topher all through. College. I know and have always known that Topher was short for Christopher. It was the second half. I've always known that, but when I hear Chris. That's not you. You are not Chris. Yeah. That is not your name. I don't, I have a brother named Chris. I know lots of people named Chris. And when I hear Chris, you are not who I think of. Yeah. Christopher a little bit because I've been, you know, around yeah. your family well, enough and they call fun. you Christopher, <laughs> but I don't think of you as Christopher. It was funny in high school one time, there is um, one of my friends, I think we were in like a noisy room and he was trying to get my attention. And I think he was calling me. Chris or something. I think yeah. he was saying Chris and I just didn't respond. Yeah, because it's and then not what said, I think he said Christopher after that and then I turned. He's, he's like, like, oh, who, oh, me? Um, yeah, they probably thought like, is that what yeah, you, but when I you get, get in that trouble? Nowadays, uh, <laughs> it's usually, it's usually some customer that's very needy. Yeah. Like they'll find out my name because they know that I'll, I'll be the person that'll help them and not be mean to them. Yeah. But then they- in Your uh, old job, you mean? Yeah, at Surplus and yeah. at Lowe's. Um, but then they'll- uh, They'll call me Chris just because like, I don't know, Tover is too hard to say. Well, like did they knew that like, do you have just, is Topher on like your name badge or yeah, something? Yeah, it would always be on name, but they would be like, they'd be like, oh, what is, what is that? I was like, oh, it's short for Christopher. And so they're like, all right then, Chris. And yeah. Like, they would go. No, that that's not what I go by. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the irony is that when you started going by Topher, it wasn't really up to you. Yeah. <laughs> it was assigned to you, but it stuck. Mm -hmm. And again, when I met you for the first time, we were, you were introduced to me as Topher. I don't know if you said your own name or somebody else, but you were introduced to me as Topher. And so that's always what it was. And it's, it's amazing how people do struggle with that though. Like how many people have we met that are like Topher? And you're like, it's just, so Christopher, instead of taking off the Topher and calling him Chris, take off the Chris yeah. and call him Topher. I understand when you read it. Um, no, I don't. Going with Topper. No, that's ridiculous. 
I think also it's there for are older like people because there's uh, like Topper Wolf Harley. There's what? Topper Harley. I don't know what that is. I think that's the guy. It's that's um, ridiculous. Charlie Sheen played in Hot Shots. Oh, that was that actual person's name, and he called his name was Topper. Topper Harley. Did I'm he spell it T O P H E R? I don't know. It was a movie. They just it was probably it. Topper. T-O-P-P-E-R. I didn't watch with closed captions then. Now <laughs> you, I have to watch with closed were, captions. Listen, um, I don't know. I just think it's very odd. Like I always. Like we'll have students that come on and it'll be like Catherine. I was like, do you go by Catherine? Do you go by Kate, Katie? And they're usually like, I don't really care. I was like, call me Cat. <laughs> call me Kitty Cat. Kitty Cat. Yeah. Um, but they'll usually say, I was like, now is it that you genuinely don't have a preference? Because like I would like to call you what you would prefer to be called. That that is my preference. Um, and some people are like, no, I really don't care. And others are like, yeah, yeah, most people this. And I understand that there's like an intimacy with some of those nicknames, right? Like mm-hmm. people that I know well call me this. You are not one of those people, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, it's also just like, yeah, what would you prefer? And again, I have no problem if you say, I. It's honestly up to you. I'm like, all right, number seven. All right, that's <laughs> no. My um, favorite is. Um the foreign people who come and pick a different name. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I like saying people's actual names yeah. and I've worked, I'm pretty good with uh, saying like, yeah. foreign names correctly. Cause I've lived around Practice, a bunch of them. Yeah. But I remember one time there was a guy who I knew, I knew from a group of friends and then he was in another group of friends mm-hmm. and they were talking about someone. And I was like, who are you talking about? They're, I can't remember the name he had picked to go by. But he was going by something. He was going else by for some other group. like American name, and they're like him. I was like, "You mean Shu?" Like, <laughs> like, what are you talking? What are you about? talking about? That's Greg or something. Yeah, it was like now his name's Shu. Yeah, and then uh, I went and asked. Him. I was like, "You're Shu, right?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I go by such and such now." I was like, "Because Shu is hard to say. I think it's spelled like um, H S U. I think it was like D H O." or something and like you wouldn't you wouldn't right. have said it right if i see right. but when he said it he was like shoe and i was like okay, okay. shoe like the and thing i, I wear on my right? feet yeah he's like yeah that's exactly right it's like okay yeah. so yeah. i guess it's like you have a very easy to say name. yeah i mean it's it's even just like there are certain names where you know do you pronounce the the hard a or the soft a you know is it amara or amara or whatever mm-hmm. and you know people get it wrong sometimes and the people who have a name like that are used to people getting it wrong. And so they're just like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but is it? I feel so bad, the vice it? president now. Yeah. Because so many so many people, I don't know, I can never remember how you're supposed to pronounce it. It's Kamala. Kamala. And so many people pronounce it wrong by accident. And so many yes. people pronounce it wrong on, on purpose. purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But it's just, it's the thing. It's like, ugh. And it does. It screws with your head when you mm-hmm. hear it wrong so many times and you've been saying it wrong for years and you're just like, oh my God. You know, but at some point, it's there's two sides to this, right? Like if you've never corrected me at some point. Yeah, she's never corrected me anytime I've said her name. The, pre- the vice president. The vice president. Yeah. So really this is her fault. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like if you're around somebody all the time and now if you correct them once, usually if somebody, if I say someone's name wrong or I ask them like, how do, how do you pronounce it? Um, and then they tell me and I go like this, I go, yeah, I was like, please, please, please. If I get this wrong in the future, please correct me every time. Like, I don't want to say your name wrong. Um, but I also interact with a lot of people every day and, um, and I can be bad about remembering names in general, let, let alone pronunciations, but yeah, like make an effort or just ask again, like, did I get that right? It's actually, I find it a nice icebreaker with clients. Um, sometimes you'll get a client and it has 
just a, a word, you know, their last name. And you're like, okay, this is not letters that I know how to pronounce in this order. Usually it's just funny if it's a long name, people get intimidated by it. And most of the time, if you just sound it out, it's right. Um, but I use it as like an icebreaker with clients. And then I'm like, okay, I try to pronounce it. I go, okay, you know, Mrs. Blah, 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 blah. Or um, I was like, and they go, yeah. And I go, did I get that right? And sometimes they're like, yeah, actually that was great. Or they're like, mm-hmm. um, it's actually this. And I go, okay. But they appreciate you trying and that you follow up because they usually they almost never correct me um, until I ask. And I go, was that, was that correct? Yeah. And then they'll like say, if someone says my name wrong, you just don't worry about it. Yeah. If it's know. someone that I'm not going to see again. Yeah. Now for me, people don't pronounce my name wrong. Sometimes they will just get the wrong name, but they spell my name wrong. If this is something you do, my advice to you is when, when someone emails you and signs the email with their own name, trust that they spelled their own name correctly. Yeah. Please just Especially trust that. Especially if you're making like hotel reservations and plane flights. But yeah, for that. But even that to me is a bigger sign of disrespect. Like a student sending me an email that says Dr. Connor and they spell my last name wrong. That's less respectful than calling me Bobby. What if it was autocorrect? Yeah. Double check that. I can't tell you. Because autocorrect does happen. Absolutely. But you can notice when it happens. Like, go back and double check. Be like, wait, did I get this right? Like, scroll down to the email they sent or look it up. My, it's, I actually That's get a ton of That's my biggest fear emails. with my new job. That, that you're going to spell people's names wrong? No, that I'm going to like email something and it's going to autocorrect or I'm going to spell yeah. something wrong or I'm going to forget a word. It happens now and yes. again. I mean, it's happened to everybody. Yeah. But try to not have it happen with their name. <laughs> Especially if you're replying to an email they sent. Oh, email. or when I send like a mass email, I'll um. Oh yeah. I'll do the just same email, but I just need to change the name, and I'm I check it like a bunch of times. Like, yeah. did I did I change all the names in here to that name? <laughs> oh, because like throughout the email? yeah, because I'll email yeah. like this one, and I just need to change like the dear yeah. doctor so and so, but like. Oh no, did I send the doctor? Yeah, I've done that too, where you're like copying and pasting and then, yeah, or you just change like the details in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that one can get you sometimes, but yeah, you just have to like take a little extra time to get it right. But yeah, and I don't know how we got on, how did we get on this topic? I don't know. Names. Yeah. Okay. You were making fun of me for something probably. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you were making fun of my teaching style. Oh yeah, because you're mean. Because I'm mean. And then we told a story about how it was mean. Oh, I was going to ask then, a question about your surgery. We can get back to we the We were surgery. talking about surgery. That's what it was. So is it easier to do a foreign body on a small animal or a big animal? Ooh, a medium-sized. A medium. <laughs> well, I mean, it's true. It's, I want the Goldilocks. Right. Yeah. Um, if they're really tiny, then it's hard because like, like I want I want the animal to be big enough that I can get my hands inside, but not so big that it's like get I can get my whole head inside. <laughs> it's too like you can get lost in the cavern of the abdomen. Um, I just saw um, a meme for Goldilocks and it was the bears and they're like, go back. I think they were watching like the security cam footage and like go back to where she burns the mouth, her mouth on my uh, porridge. Oh, <laughs> they, they use some other choice words, but you stop. <laughs> um, I haven't seen that one. It's pretty funny. So yeah, no, um, I like a good medium sized dog is actually nice. Um, no, but this, this surgery was, was a little bit more like open it up. It was like, whoa. That's some, that intestines is not looking very healthy. Um, and I had been talking with a student earlier. We were like scrubbing, getting ready um, 
to go in and asking like, okay, what are we going to do? And anatomy is like, are you sure? I was like, well, you know, and then we, we started talking about like, we may have to do a resection and anastomosis. And we talked about like, how would you decide? You're going to decide based on the looks of things like that. And so it was kind of nice because we had an example to be like, okay, let's assess the intestines. And I, you know, I asked this to you, I was like, what do you think? And they were like, yeah, I think we're probably going to have to do a resection. And I said, based on what it looks like right now, I see why you would say that. Like we talked through like, okay, this looks dark purple through here. I said, however, we haven't taken the foreign body out yet. And I, I think that once we do, we may see that this starts to look better. So I said, let's start with an enterotomy. We can always convert it to a resection. Um, and so we made an incision and kind of milked this giant form body out. It was gross. Oh, it smelled so bad. It was really nasty. It had been in there for a while. Got that out and then said, okay, um, now that we've gotten that part out, let's clean this all up. And we closed this um, enterotomy site. And then in the time it took us to do that, go back. I was like, oh, we were in the middle of it. I was like, Hey, look at this intestine. She's like, Oh my gosh, that does. It looks so much better already. Um, yeah, so that was like, like a great you, learning opportunity. Like, like you squeeze your finger or something and it gets to look real like purple yeah. and nasty. And then when you stop squeezing, it starts to look fine. Just yeah. A later. And so basically this, this foreign body was so big, it was compressing on the blood vessels, like from the inside out of the, of the segment of intestines. And, um, and so as soon as you just take that out of there, the intestines are like, oh, I can give blood flow again. It, it wasn't completely cut off because it wasn't dead. Um, but there were areas that were starting to look a little purplish, but just small areas. And I was like, by the time it takes us to close this up, I'll know if these still look like this, then we're probably going to have to take this out. But by the end, they were red and not purple and like that dark purple, almost black. And so, yeah, so it was really cool. It was um, a, a great situation, um, I think, for the student too to see one, this is what it looks like when it's borderline. Um, and you don't necessarily have to make that decision right away. You can do these other things first and then circle back and then make and make your decision. I mean, the student did most of the, the surgery. They, they did like really the entire enterotomy. Um, I just kind of assisted for that. And then I did a couple layers of the closure just to, to move things along. So what but do they pay you for? What do they pay me for? I know, Jeez. right? Yeah. They pay me to stand there and ask the students questions. <laughs> um, yeah. Are you sure that's the intestines? Yeah. Right. Um, so, but I mean, I do, cause here's the thing, like if they're there by themselves and they start second guessing themselves, it doesn't do them any good. So I'm like, are you sure? Like now's the time to get all that like out of the way and stop worrying about it. Because if you're wrong, I'm going to tell you. Um, but if you don't know if you're right, then you're going to be out there like, oh, what do I do? You're going to be paralyzed with indecision. Yeah. Um, so Whereas I do if you've like done to, it yourself before. It's, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, I did it this way before. Yeah. But so I do encourage them to be like, are you sure? Yes. Okay, good. Then just go with that. Like, don't let me second guess you. Whatever. If you know what you're doing, that's fine. And if you're not sure, say that too. You're like, you know what? I actually don't know. Cool. Then be like confident about that too. That's my, one of my big things I harp on them about. Like, you guys are going to be on your own in this a little bit. So like, just d decide, you know, you're going to get some things wrong. We all do. Um, if we, um, if we had to get rid of all of the the doctors and the nurses and the people who'd ever made a mistake, including like fatal mistakes, if we just said just fatal mistakes, we wouldn't have anybody left. There'd be nobody left to do any of it. Like that's just how eventually, I mean, everybody who practices, unless you retire after graduation, if you practice long enough, you are going to kill something. Not on purpose. You are going to make a mistake that leads to a patient dying. So we had to bring that the sucks. podcast down. That's it sucks. What's what do you think? I think I tell students the most important thing is about making those mistakes. Admit it. That is that's actually up there. 
I also, yes, you need to admit it. And you also need to learn from it. Like, don't make the same mistake over. That is a problem. That's a different kind of problem. But we're human and we will make mistakes. And sometimes it's because we just didn't know. Sometimes it's because. I think that's part of admitting it too. Yeah. Is it's like, you know that you made it. Whereas if you kind of like bury it a little bit, then you convince yourself. Oh, it was like, something oh, else. Yeah, it was you that. justify yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to do that. That's way less safe. Just say, wow, I screwed that up or wow, I didn't know that. And so I made this mistake and now I do know, and I'm not going to make that same mistake again. Um, and you know, there's different types of mistakes. There's like judgment call where you're like, Hey, I would have done that differently. Um, you know, if you have a, a mentor or somebody who does like, Hey, I would do things and you're like, okay, that doesn't necessarily mean that's a mistake. Um, but I'm talking about like, gave the wrong drug, cut the wrong thing, like literally led to a patient's direct dying. Like if I hadn't done that, it would not, like we know, we are confident that this patient would have had a different outcome. Those are, those are the clear cut. There are judgment calls that we don't all agree on. It's like, um, and there are times when we yeah. have to make decisions. Well, that's on limited not a mistake. Exactly. And there's times when we have to make decisions on limited information, uh, especially on emergency. We're like, I have a few pieces of data. I'm going to make an assumption it's this, and I'm going to try to treat that. And then you get new information. You go, turns out that was wrong. I can, sometimes I can change my mind and sometimes I can't, but mm-hmm. that's making decisions on limited information. That's, that's not what I'm talking about when I'm talking yeah, about that's, mistakes. There is. That's just part of practice like percentages that it could be this, this, and yeah. this. Yeah. And you chose Playing the, the one that you thought had the most percentage. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you're like, oh, you you know, again, a judgment call. If you had gotten this little piece of data that may have helped you make a better decision, that's part of the learning process. And, and again, that's more of a judgment call type thing. So do I want people to learn and grow and do a little bit better next time? Yeah, but those aren't the mistakes. I'm talking about a mistake. Yeah. You, you made the wrong call. You had enough you information to make the right to call. Medication. Yeah. You either did the math wrong. You, again, you, you didn't double check or, and, and a lot of those are systemic problems, meaning like there was not protocols in place to prevent this from happening or, you know, you were work too long. You didn't have enough of a break. Who knows what it was? And so a lot of times they're not necessarily entirely your fault, but Sometimes it is. Sometimes like, nope, there was no excuse. I had plenty of sleep. I had gotten a lunch break. I had whatever. I just got it wrong. Um, and that, again, I, you know, it's not like it's okay. Like you're going to feel like crap. You should feel like crap for a little bit because if you don't, then I worry that you might be a bit of a sociopath. But like you're going to feel bad. you be like, wow, I made a mistake. And that led to, even, even when it didn't have a bad outcome, even when it was like no big deal and it's totally fixable, you still feel like crap. Like you don't feel good about it and you shouldn't feel good about it. But it also shouldn't paralyze you and prevent you from coming back and, and saving other animals later. Um, and so you have to kind of sit in the, that suck. You're just like, God, I'm a terrible person. What's wrong with me? I can't believe anybody would hire me. Blah, blah. You go through that and you're like, okay. Turns out I'm human and um, I made these mistakes and yeah, I feel bad. And what why did I make this mistake? Let me learn from this. You know, what did I not know? Um, or what, you know, what did I skip something? Did I cut a corner? Like, what did I do so that I don't do that again? Um, and then you move on, you admit it, you tell the client, like, here's what I did. I'm really sorry. This is the consequence. And this is what, you know, we're going to do about it to try to make it better. Sometimes you can't make it better, but, uh, you own that and it, that sucks too, but you have to do it. And actually it's usually better afterwards. I find clients are, are usually much better they're sad they're upset they're you yeah. know frustrated but they're better and they will work it's with a little you and easier often trust in you. your field to it depends on come back from that mistake because yeah, you're an er so usually sure. the animals that are coming to your time but it, imagine if you're just like like a general practitioner 
but I mean, it, yeah, but there's it, less what of I'm, a chance of something like that happening because you're not. But those mistakes, though, like the the ones where you're like, oh, I did the best I could in the circumstances. Those are common in ER. But the ones where you're like, I just screwed up. Mm-hmm. Every, that happens to everybody. Um, and you know, if it's one of those things where you're like, your pet would have lived if I had done this or if I hadn't done this that happens. And that happens in ER. It happens in general practice. It happens to specialists. It happens to everybody. And it sucks for everybody when it happens. Um, and, but it's going to happen. The worst would be it happened and you never knew. Because you didn't get to learn from it. Yeah. Um, or worse, like you said, you kind of buried it or you tried to make excuses. You're like, well, you know, that's not good. Cause then you're just going to keep doing it because you haven't learned anything from it. So like owning it, telling the client, I actually think most clients will, um, after some time will trust you more afterwards. Um, that's less of an issue for me in ER because I'm not necessarily looking for repeat customers. Um, but in general practice that, that is a little bit harder because it's somebody you potentially are going to see time and time again. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I haven't really experienced that per se, although I've had situations where I've got to continue talking with a client cause the case isn't done. Like if they don't die from the mistake. Um, and so that can be a bit awkward, but it's part of the deal. Um, why, how do we start getting talk about this? Why did you bring us down Tover? You brought us down. I'm pretty sure it was you. No, I'll go back. I think we say there was a moment in the podcast where I was like, thanks for bringing the podcast down. That's when it got down. That's the start of it is when you said that. Um, witnesses. We have witnesses. Um, so anyway, but like you can take those mistakes and make them like an empowering thing and talk to other people about it and be like, wow, I screwed up and not like, don't be, a, you know, be sad. Be like, dang, I screwed up. That's not, I'm not proud of it, but you don't have to be ashamed of it either. You don't have to be proud of it to not be ashamed. Be like, yep, uh, that was, that was a, bad mistake and I feel terrible about it and and it's definitely hard like admitting it to anyone but in particular the client or the you know the the people who are impacted the most by it um but it does allow you some closure so you can move on which is um I think a good thing so yeah if you're out there and you're worried about making mistakes or you've made a mistake like talk to other people we all have our stories we all have um but if you keep telling the same story that happened to a different patient over and over again, that's something different we need to address. Um, so anyway, that was the week. So I had that surgery. That it, Oh, but I, in the back of my mind, I was still like, is this really going to be okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'm confident. I'm confident. But I, like in the back of my mind, I'm like, I hope I'm confident because I'm not actually a board certified surgeon here. Um, so making these decisions is always a little bit, a little bit dicey for me um, versus like critical care stuff. I'm like, yep. I I feel comfortable with this where, you know, the surgery is, is not my, uh, my comfort zone, but called the client. Like we sent it home. The dog started feeling better. The next day was eating. The next day was ridiculous. Dogs are ridiculous. Sometimes I was like, how are you feeling so much better already? Just based on how the intestines looked. And then we sent it home. And then I called a couple days later. It was like, how are things going? And you know, and there's always that like pause, like, oh, well, I had to take him back to my vet, you know, but like, nope, he's doing great. Everything. I was like, oh, Phew, we're not, we weren't quite out of like the scariest window. So I'll probably call again early this week and just make sure everything's good. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So that was fun. And then it's fun. The one fun thing, um, I have to say about getting to do these, um, surgeries is that I have students that are coming in with me and like, they're getting to do most of it and they are friggin' loving it. I mean, they're just like so excited about it and like what great experience for them to get to actually do these, you know, not just like, oh, spay, spay, spay and all the like standardized procedures, but these emergency procedures that are real things that they're going to be expected to do in practice and have an opportunity to do them 
with somebody in there with you, um, to kind of, you know, be there just sometimes just as that extra support, but also to, you know, provide some tips and pointers. And I'm not a surgeon, but I have picked up on a lot of little things over the years. So I can be like, Oh, here, you know, here's what I do. And this is what I've found helpful. And sometimes you already went through vet school. Yeah. Yeah. And actually sometimes not being a surgeon is probably in in some ways better because the the gap between me and them is not that great. And so I can go back and be like, Oh yeah, this is a, a minor thing that I struggled with where like, I can imagine some surgeons being like, like th- yeah, they're so like far above that. LeBron James telling you how to play defense. Yeah. Well, that guy's really good at the three, except when he's in the left corner. So you don't have to guard him when he's in the left corner. But if he's in the right corner, you need to make sure you're there right away because that's his best spot. Meanwhile, the but whole time I was like, your left or my right? Yeah. Wait, what? What are we talking? Where I'm, I'm going to go get a drink. Um, so yeah, I do think sometimes um, I can, I can go with like just some simple basic things. And I don't know. I can also imagine like if a surgeon was a fly on the wall in the surgery, which would be unsanitary. But if they were, they'd be like, I can, sh- oh, she shouldn't be teaching these students surgery. I was like, yeah, but I'm qualified too. <laughs> so <laughs> turns out I have a DVM. Exactly. I am t- so qualified for this. Um, yeah. So that was, that was a fun one. We've had a few other cases, but yeah, that's probably enough for one week talking about your new job and my new job as a surgeon and <laughs> all the other like. Do you want to talk about the event we went to last night or you want to save that for later? Because we're at 45 minutes now. Oh, uh, we should ask the audience what they think. What do you we, think? I think we should save it for later. Let's save it for later. Ooh, yeah, that's people like very suspenseful. That's suspenseful. They stopped listening. Yeah. When it got, probably when we were talking about the When you talked about thing. how down it was. No, I think people got into that. Yeah. I have no idea. We'll find out later. All right. We're going to call it for this week and suspense. Yeah, wait for dun, the dun, week dun. part two. Oh my goodness. Which is next week. Yeah. That part has some abbreviations too that I don't remember. So <laughs> I'll look up just because I don't want to uh, mess them up. Oh, fair. All right. Well, thanks for joining us this week. And uh, we hope to catch you next time for the week part 37. I don't know. What week are we on? I think this is like our, I underestimated last time. I think we're on like the 17th week, maybe. Ooh, that's like a third of a year. Yeah. Bye. Bye. I also waved. I don't know why I waved. <laughs>